don't you remember anything? No. No. Nothing, Joe. <laughs> okay, okay. I explained it all, okay? Just let me do one bump, get my head straight. Come to Papa. Okay. That's a big... <clears throat> you ready for craziest fucking story of... Chow. Mr. Chow, are you okay? You gotta be kidding me. Fuck, he's dead. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. It's Jay, the resurrected version. It's, it's Welly. Did you <laughs> did you miss us? Because we surely missed you. I th- <laughs> the fact that you are actually resurrected is fucking hilarious. Bro, I, I literally died after Vegas. Like that day, like we got back that Monday, Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. That Tuesday, I took off. I was fine. About three in the morning that night, I died. And then you actually went to the doctor. That's how sick <laughs> I was. I actually, I, not just the doctor, the emergency room. You know how responsible that is? You know how adult that was? Like, like you know what? I got this insurance. I don't even care about the, this, this, this copay or whatever. That's going to be 100 150 bucks. I'm going to the emergency room because I'm about to die. Golly, man. You had to be in pain, bro. That, that would... Bro, I woke up in the middle. You ever just wake up and your body hurts so bad you just go, shit. I just want to lay that down. That's how I feel. Like, I woke up and I was like, shit, my body hurts. And then, like, I went to the emergency room. First of all, I go to the emergency room and they tried to kill me. Because the, the guy, he goes, all right, you know, I'm going to swab you for strep and I'm going to swab you for the flu. Cool. Well, to swab you for strep, apparently, this is new to me because I've never had this swab for strep before. Mm-hmm. They take one of them long-ass Q-tips, shove it down your throat. Oh, so he's about to throw up in that hole. Now, look. Pause. No, no homo. Anything shit. like that. You're not going to shove shit down my throat. You really not. And like I'm, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like trying to compose myself because you know it's a mental thing. You know, you compose yourself. It, it, like it's like getting a shot. If you mentally prepare yourself for it, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, bro. He shoved the Q-tips down my throat. I started gagging and stuff. And like I grabbed his hand. I like took it. Back <laughs> like, look, 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 man. Bro, look, man. You just landed and started taking L's. As soon as you landed. You started taking L's. <laughs> like, after that, I was like, he's like, I'm going to swab your nose. And, you know, it has to go up kind of far. You know, some people got buzz me. He's like, you just tried to try to deep me with a Q-tip. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what else can you do to me? I feel like less than a man right now. Dang. And your body in pain. And my body's in pain. <sighs> and then, of course, there's nothing they can give you for the flus. Like, here. here. I thought people just took stay, their flu and went to stay, sleep. Stay hydrated. I had been on that. And that wasn't helping me. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I couldn't get my fever to break. Damn, what was that? It was, I was at 101, 102. <laughs> Check this temperature. I'm, I'm a fucking adult, bro. I forget we're adults sometimes. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I forget I'm an adult all the time. I, sometimes I'm wondering why I'm unsupervised. Some of the convers- <laughs> Man, some of the conversations I hear sometimes, I'm like, these are adult conversations. It, wow. That was the worst flu I've ever had in my life. I'm, I'm down about 11 pounds right now. Like, and I still, as soon as I walked in, I see. I was like, "Damn, nigga, like, like, like you're lighter, man." Like, <laughs> I feel lighter. Nigga, neck is all thin. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. Somebody, was, people was checking on it. It was like, "Man, what, did, what happened? Why y'all ain't recording no more?" I was like, "Man, that boy Jay, you know, he got the flu. He's sick." And see that day, like that day you hit me up, I felt, I feel good, I felt good during the day. Now as soon as that night hit, reality just sit down, bro. Nah, sit down, bro. Sit down, bro. Bro. It was a solid, what, 10 days before I went, counting the Vegas trip, and then taking 
Tuesday off then, I, I went to work for an hour and a half that Wednesday morning. I don't even know why I did that to myself. Me neither. Because I got there and I was like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't. This, this ain't life. This is not happening. <laughs> you just go to WebMD first? No, nah, I didn't. You just do it with Well, see, the thing is, most of the time when I have a repeat illness, I know what it is. And I'm pretty sure you that. You got a happened. flu shot? I'm pretty, no, I didn't get the flu shot this year. I normally don't get the flu shot. Me neither. Because when I typically get the flu, it might be two or three days, and I'm good. Yeah, you you had the longest. You had the five or six days. Yeah, this was like six days. I've was, never had it for six days. That was pretty close, bro. Yeah. To being terminally ill. <laughs> but the thing is, when I was coming up, whenever I go to the doctor, I, I guess I wanted to be a doctor at that time. So my doctor, he would tell me, he was like, all right, you know, so what are what are you feeling? Tell me what you're feeling. And then you tell them, you know, oh, my body aches. He's like, no, like, like when you breathe, do you have trouble breathing? Do you feel like something's in your lungs? He's like, you'd be like, yeah. He's like, all right, that's that's just congestion. You have congestion in your lungs. You have fluid buildup in your lungs. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know how whenever you have the drainage, you kind of get that weird taste in that's the back of your mouth. Uncomfortable. Yeah, so he like, he, like, basically taught me how to diagnose myself. So a lot of times I go to the doctor, he would ask me what's wrong with me. And I tell, me, tell him, and he goes, all right, what do you think that you have? And then I would tell him, and then he would check me, and then like, all right, you know, this is what you have. Like that was, you know, shout out to Doctor Shukan wherever you at. Like he put, he taught me how to self diagnose myself. At least you have a doctor like House. House is gonna just make you feel like an ass and try a bunch of shit. Why are you even sick. here, sir? Like, damn. But that's what's up, man. I'm glad you, you know, got back to thirty six percent. I might be. I feel a solid 65, 75. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But the thing is, I'm still not eating regular. Hmm. Like, I still don't have that appetite yet. Wow. Like, I'll eat breakfast, which would be typically oatmeal or even, I just I think I, think I just had a muffin the day for breakfast. And a muffin? Just a muffin, a blueberry muffin. That was it. Dang. And then, like, I, for lunch, I had a grilled cheese. And I'm just, like, not hungry. That's a good way to lose weight. Last last night we were out at, at, the, at the bar watching the game, and I was like, "Oh, look at these you wings. in Houston?" No, nah, I was in, I was in Huntsville. Oh, okay, okay. So I was like, "You know, let me get these wings." I mean, oh, we're at Buffalo Wild Wings. I think I ate like four wings. I was like, "That's just protein. That's crazy." Yeah, and I was like, "I don't, I just can't eat it because like it." I think meat right now is just not. Let me stop you well. right there, man. Let me stop you right there. I, we can talk about your death a little later. But uh, I think the funniest shit that happened to me yesterday, bro, and, you know, I just sometimes I'll interact with the group chat or whatever, but sometimes I just be looking, especially once things come up by the meetup. I'm like, shit, well, I, I was getting my hair cut yesterday, so I knew I wasn't going to come. Uh, when, when when he put out the invite to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, I'm like, okay, you know, I see people saying they going to go, and, like, the funniest shit was when game started at what time yesterday? Eight. Bro. When it was seven thirty-seven, and niggas start flaking, Boy, like, I was blind. laughing. I was like, "Dog, why do niggas gotta do that?" Bro? See, I said the president. I was like, "I'm not going anyways." You're not, and then I continued to, yeah. to gas yeah. all day long. Yeah, yeah bet. You just like them. <laughs> you just like dog. But at seven thirty-seven, seven twenty-three, bro, it's within the hour. Like honestly, you if you're going to watch a game at a bar or whatever, you need to you be, need there, to be there an hour in advance, probably. So you telling me at seven thirty-seven? Come I ain't, on, I ain't man. Make it, dog. I, come on, I ain't dog. Gonna make that is it, like dog. classic niggerdom these days. <laughs> like everybody's doing that shit. And that shit is blowing my mind. Like you know the flakers, and you know the niggas that see it. But the thing that kills me the most is you give it so much energy and attention when the invite is brought to your face, and it's like, bro, you knew when this invite was brought to your face, you wasn't coming. Why are you doing this, dog? Why are you doing this? I mean, it's a difference between gassing. But literally, like, you locking in, bro, like, niggas coming to the Buffalo Wild Wings saving you a table, like, saving you a seat. Yeah. And you just, you just, 23 minutes before game time, I ain't coming. Well, that was obvious at 6.56. <laughs> shit to me, you know what I'm saying? That shit, they're crazy to me, dog. But. I have been that last minute flaker, though. You are the flaker of No, flakers. I said the last minute flaker. <laughs> Typically, yeah, when I yeah, flake, yeah, flaking is yeah, you yeah, flaking. I think I okay, flake, flaking I like is the day before early in the morning. You know, not thirteen minutes before game time. But that's when you give a damn. You do, you do, you do. When you're doing like that, that does make sense. You you really want to go, but like, what what would stop you from going? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Just laziness. You get, you get comfortable in the house. You like, you know what? I got liquor. I got food in the house, and I got game's TV. probably gonna be a blowout. It wasn't, but you know, result was still the same. Yeah, golly, 
I love all the the back and forth uh, talk with you know the LeBron and the KD. Like I know you're a LeBron fan, dog, but Bro. I got a theory right now, man. Cavs and seven. <laughs> wow. Me and Jr. Cavs and seven. Bro, low-key. I'm looking at Kyle Corbett like, bro, I can hit that shot. Like, Steph Curry is running at me. Like, I elevate him over Steph Curry. Kyle Corbett, you're 6'7". This is all I'm saying, bro. Just take – listen to me. Hear me out, man. You got quite a few people on the Cavs team that are household names. Mm-hmm. Compared to, compared to Golden State, man. Mm-hmm. People fail to realize that outside of Golden State's maybe starting five, you really can't name their bench players. You really? I can't. I'm saying, but your, your I'm average, a basketball player. Yeah, your average I mean, person can't name their bench players. No. But come on, man. Darren Williams, Kyle Korver, J.R. Smith, Iman Shepard, Richard Jefferson. Bro, those are household names for some people, bro. Those are people that, like, you really can't just say that those are just role players. Yeah, they're, they've declined, but at the end of the day. Kyle Korver's an all star. Dog, he's a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying, like, one of the greatest like, – is he the greatest three-point shooter of all time? Nah. I, I, wasn't he, like, top three or top four? He's, he's probably top five. Come on, man. Like, yeah, he's declining, dog, but you got – come on, Kevin Love, Kyrie, and, and LeBron James. That's a that's a big three. Look, Kevin Love is just inconsistent. What's crazy is that Cleveland played the best possible game they, they could did. have played last night. Yeah, bottom line. still lost. Like, that's just how good that team is. It, Aside from production from Kevin Love, you couldn't ask anything more from your starters. You got, I mean, Darren Williams, I don't know what playmaker they thought that he was. You know, but he's, you, know, you, he's got, you, got, you got what you expected from this, this Cavs team. Yep. What, what they got all season that won them the East. But this team is just that just much that much better. better. I and mean, that's, and, that's I, it. and I saw like, you can't even. I, I can't even get mad at LeBron for this because like LeBron could come out and have a triple double with fifty five points and still lose, and they're still gonna lose because because Kevin Durant's gonna put up thirty, they Steph's gonna each put up thirty, out. and Clay's probably gonna put up twenty yeah. to twenty five, maybe even thirty. Yeah, like you, you're just not gonna win. They cancel each other out. It's pretty sad, dog. But uh, I'm not gonna stay on this too long. But like I said, man. Diehard LeBron fans, I feel like, a, a, and I don't consider you a diehard LeBron fan. Um, I think, I think for the most part, a lot of people that do like root for LeBron, they kind of just root for him because the story was kind of, it's kind of cool to follow the guy, you know, the hometown kid. He went back when his, when his city a ring, but outside of that, the reality is, I mean, he's thirty two years old, absolutely, which is the same age Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce were. When they started their big three, which in turn means it ain't the same thing. No, you got you got a bunch of dudes together because nobody saw the Boston Celtics as a super team. They saw they them were as a bunch a big, of old cats. Exactly, they saw them as a big three that still needed a nice amount of help. But when they saw that this was a sixty win team, they like damn. This team came along together and they beat LeBron, a young LeBron. And what made them that was Rondo, really. Rondo and Cassell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had a solid team. Like, and no matter what, the expectancy, they, they defied they defied it. They defied the odds. Like, mm-hmm. when LeBron orchestrated that trade for Chris Bosh to come to Miami to get with Dwayne Wade, people immediately saw that as a super team. It was no doubt about it. You got, what, top five picks in the draft Three all them. together? Come on, man. And then you got some decent role players around you. And they didn't get it done the first year. That first year, those role players weren't that decent. That, I, for, I forgot who they were. What they that, change that, like one or two people? They changed. They changed a lot of people because they you you got rid of everybody to get to get LeBron and Bosch. to get LeBron and Bosch. and they still made it pretty far. So I mean, you had Haslam taking taking those um, those pay cuts to stick around. Bad A was you had, there yet? You had Joel was, Anthony. I don't, I don't think Bad A showed up till season two. You had Joel Anthony who was who was there hanging around. Um, Chalmers Chalmers wasn't there till season two. Uh, I think Chalmers was there from the jump. I think he was there the whole time. You didn't have Norris Cole though. You didn't get Norris Cole the second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know. I mean, so my thing is, no matter what, it's a game of chess or maybe a game of checkers the way KD played it, because it was as simple as go to a team that gives me the best chance, like LeBron did. Yeah, LeBron had to make his team. KD's team was already there, and and, and I'm still going to the, the team is, that gives me the best chance. And the thing is, it's not like the Golden State Warriors were made. Like they, they, were, they were made. They they were created through like trade. They, the good, they the organic drafted, way. Yeah, they were drafted. They were groomed. Like they, that team was 
built. Like it and, wasn't they wasn't acquired. They were and, built. And they 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 beat the Cavs without KD. Yeah, <laughs> like with people like that's why people they, they get beat mad. the Cavs without KD, but also without Kyrie and without Kevin Love. Which which so. is true, but at the same time. The Cavs got there, and they lost to him before. Yeah. And last year, they beat him. So, so to me, it's just all about, <coughs> hey, get rid of Tristan Thompson, get rid of certain players, and then hopefully you get a Giannis or something to join your team, or you get Gordon Hayward to come through. I don't know. It's it's all it's all get Carmelo to come. I don't know. You you need help. You need it, and, and that's and that's all you're gonna do. You're gonna you're gonna be the top two teams for probably the next. Three or two four or three years. seasons. Yeah, Golden State, I can see for about seven more. Yeah, they they definitely unless, unless people just get to the point where it's like, all right, I want I'm ready to move around. Yeah, which, which I don't see that happening either. when Who you're. Who gets winning. tired of winning? Exactly. They remind me of the Showtime Lakers, man. But to see, me, and which on sports longer than I thought. But see, Chris Paul coming to coming to San Antonio, they oh, changed, I gotta stay healthy. Change their dynamic. I mean. It was basically a freak accident. Shit. It's kind of like when when Golden State went to the finals in 2015 and all those point guards had injuries. True. Russell got an injury. Uh, Pat Beverly got an injury. Kyrie had an injury. Chris Paul got an injury. You know, they really didn't play a quote-unquote Grizzlies elite was supposed to beat them that year. Yeah. Supposedly. But anyways, man, so what was your favorite part about Vegas? Uh, not dying. Yeah, because you definitely died there along with me. <sighs> but uh, that Bro, show- I was so tired. I've, I haven't we been so tired in my life. We average about seventy-five minutes of sleep a day, a d- easily seventy-five easily minutes. at max. That shit was crazy. Like when, and like when I got back, dog, when I had like that twelve-hour nap, I'm like, bro, like I'm never doing that shit again. If it, I'm, when I go on a vacation, I want to go on a vacation. I want to get six to five, five to six hours of sleep and then get back up. But dog, seventy-five minutes of sleep, dude, bro, I, nigga, lay on the couch and literally jump back up. Like, what's what's next? The noise get get kicking up <sighs> and you, the vibe just start popping off again. And then that that, uh, that Nevada sun is something serious, bro. Like that shit come through. You can't sleep through that shit, bro. No. Like, it's just not happening. Um, I would say my favorite part was just like actually being able to function with that many people. I really didn't think it was possible. You know, I didn't think it was I didn't possible. Either. And, uh, I even had to apologize to Chris because, like, you know, I gave you a lot of flack going into this, but I see how everything works. And he knew those people. We didn't. I don't. I, I don't know. I know him now, but like, I mean, I thought that was just gonna be a bunch of random personalities that that, that weren't gonna mesh. But clearly, Chris sent the invites out to the right people. Yeah. Because I'm because knowing who Chris knows, he knows a lot of motherfucking people. So, like I said, he chose the right people that he knew that was going that was gonna mesh and. Uh, for the most part, I, I would give the I would give the weekend two thumbs up just based off the fact that everybody came back somewhat alive. I think a few of us went down to the bug. A few of us were down. J Mark was down. Boy, <laughs> so J Mark he's standing there. We on the strip that, that last night. He's standing there. It's like three in the morning, and um, his girl calls him. <laughs> he goes, "Oh, here go my girl calling. Let me put these such shades on." Damn. Bro, as soon as she got on the phone, she's like, um, take those sunglasses off. She ain't dumb. She ain't dumb. She is not dumb. But, uh, man, three in the morning. I'm talking about we seen the sunrise every day. Every day. Seen the sunrise rise and set. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. To me, this has been like a fir- my first guy's trip in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't been anywhere with the guys, especially like to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, that was so that like was I, 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 it was pretty dope to me just to be out with the boys. I definitely uh have plans on um doing Cancun next year, and um, but I definitely would like to do that again. Cause I know he's talking about Miami. I just I just hope it's at a good time because I I mean come on man, who's gonna pass some Cancun? I, I couldn't pass. I mean Miami is cool, but Miami is more expensive than Vegas. But we made we made Vegas work, so we made Vegas Bro. work. We didn't eat a solid meal in Vegas at all, at we all we ever. Didn't. We didn't. I think I ate one solid meal like six in the morning, and I don't even know what I was doing. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Why do I even have this food? Let me go to sleep. I should be asleep right now, and I'm trying to force down some food that's probably not even going to digest properly. No. I drink a lot of water, though. I think that's kind of what saved me. I drink a lot of water. See, I don't even remember drinking that much alcohol. We, we only really drank heavy one day. That was it. That that one day, and after that, it was it's just sober turn up, just trying to function, because we could we couldn't sleep. <laughs> there was no rest. There was no God, rest. Like literally, as soon as you would lay down to rest, somebody comes in talking loud, telling about what they just did. 
And it's like, bro, I'm trying to sleep in here. Trying, trying to sleep. Trying to sleep. Trying to sleep. This shit crazy, man. All right, but now we're back to the real world. Back to the real world. Back to this podcast and shit. Have you, have you missed it? Huh? Have you missed this microphone? I, re- I really did. Like, yeah. I really did. Like, I kind of wanted to wish I would have brought it with me so we could have just sat down and be like, boom, here's on the spot. This is where Vegas That shit would have been retarded. Crazy. Motherfuckers yeah. would have all over the place. Yeah. Your microphone would have blew up. Probably. But yeah, man, got anything, got anything uh, bowling in the pot? About me for a little bit. Oh, wow. I told you that... Um, I've found out in my life, not really found out, but just been made aware of that I like to use the phrase, I understand a lot when I deal with people. Okay. And especially when I'm dealing with people in situations that pertain to getting what they want and me having to kind of concede what I want. For instance, I'll say I understand why they made the choices that they made. But you really didn't. I mean, I could still understand. But at the same time, it's like me saying, oh, I understand why you do, did that, and I'm going to give you a pass. You know, you might have hurt my feelings or hurt me emotionally, but I'm going to say that I understand because I'm trying to look at it from your perspective and give you the benefit of the doubt. Basically. Do you feel like that's an unhealthy habit? I feel like that's a very unhealthy habit. Because you just pretty much just leaning over backwards or just laying down to them. Just and- just laying in, 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 this, in this short life that we have as is. I'm putting the needs of others before mine, and which, when I say that, it really sounds bad, but at the same time, it's like, it's not the needs, it's more of their wants and their desires ahead of my own. What do you which, call that? What kind of person is that? A psychopath. That too, but um, I only think that, dang, I want to say that it has something to do with, basically, you're not doing anything positive for that person. You're not really helping that person out at all. No, I might be doing positive for for them, but... It's reached that point where they can no longer get any positivity out or of benefit it. from like it, yeah, yeah, like there's no no longer benefit for so they're removing themselves, and I'm just saying, okay, it's fine. You've used me up, and now you're done with me, and you're discarding me, and you're giving me some bullshit ass reason or whatever, and then you're just gonna move on with your life like nothing, basically. Hmm. Damn, there's a word for that. And I hate this. I'm like gonna tip my tongue, and I just can't think of it. Don't you hate when that happens? I, you know, there's I, a, there's a I word typically for that make too. typically make up a word. Yeah, I'll just say that you know, once again, you're basically limiting that person's greatness because you're not exposing their flaw when it needs to be exposed. The asshole has to come out sometimes. This and, is very true. And if that asshole doesn't come, I you can't have a bunch of yes men around you. If you have a bunch of yes men around you, you end up like MC Hammer. You know, you know, you don't need that. And and women especially that's why I always tell people all the time like you know women they need that man and that woman which is a father and the mother Uh, everybody needs this but especially a woman will benefit greatly from it because that's what you're talking about dealing with women right mostly just generally generally speaking oh okay so I I just think that you know balance when it comes to balance in life you you know you you benefit from having the, the, the male perspective and the female perspective that's why for for males um, I think it's just important to, like you said, not to just say I understand, but actually try to understand the women that you're dealing with, because it only makes you it it only helps you out in the long run when you deal with other women. And I I, I think more than just not saying I understand and trying to understand, I think it's okay to understand and still disagree. Definitely. Like I feel like I can sit here and I can say, yeah, I understand why you're doing that, but I still think it's a very shitty thing for you to do to have that confidence to say that and you know because people like to get passive and especially when when you're talking to to somebody like you said in the case of a woman if somebody you're romantically involved with or even if it's your boys like that's your boy so you're gonna try you might try to sugarcoat her or something like that but same time like if this is somebody that i'm romantically involved with they should expect and get the honesty from me if these are my boys they should expect and receive honesty from me like regardless, like you know, hey, this is this is what it is, plain and simple. And I think that's something that I haven't been doing, and I've just been kind of letting, letting leaving a lot unsaid. Basically, I'll just say I understand you had to do what you had to do. All right, God bless, whatever, and letting it go by the wayside. But I think that leaves a personally for me. I think that leaves a lot of stuff unfinished, and I think that's something that I'm gonna actively try to do more of. Saying I understand. If I do understand, I do. If I don't, I don't. If I disagree, I disagree. But I'm going to let you know the full range of emotion that I'm feeling lately. Hmm. 
And that's actually tough for a lot of men to do, to actually just speak up on things that think of things like that. That's why you sit there and just say, I understand, because it's easier to say, I understand, and actually than actually to open up and say how you feel. Which sucks about being a man sometimes because we're not expected to do that. No, you're not expected to feel. You're just expected to go with just the flow. Just be a, big, a brick wall. Feel nothing. An emotionless wall. And that's that's also unhealthy. Very unhealthy. But um, I mean, it, it it is June, so it is the this is the sixth month of the of the year, so it's the midpoint. So it is good to start focusing on goals like that. And that's a to me that's a that's a good goal to focus on rather than the other shallow shit that people focus on during the summertime. Because, I mean, no matter what, summertime to me is always going to be full of meeting new people. And as you meet new people, you discover shit about yourself. That's another thing that I liked about Vegas. The, pe- the people that we met, that we just had random conversations with, that pretty much, to me, for the most part, I can say it gave me hope. Because you meet people from all different like, walks of life, and you're like, okay, if, if I'm able to meet you here on a dime, just out of, you know, like that... I probably could meet somebody like you, you know, back home. And, you know, you keep hope alive. And It does give you a little courage. And especially if you're an introvert, it lets you know that being outgoing isn't that hard. It really isn't. It, but it's, it's funny how, how easy it is to be so outgoing when you're not at home. Oh, It's very easy. Like I always say, when, when you leave high school and go to college, you can become a new person. <sighs> you leave Texas and go to Vegas, you can be whoever you want to be. You can be whoever you want to be. Full old gas. <sighs> I think a lot of people that come this city that are like new to the city and then, you know, they get a job or whatever, they kind of establish themselves and realize how easy it is to just become a new person because you literally have no background. Like nobody can really do a background check on you unless out of your bad luck, they bump into somebody that went to school with you. Like the hell are you doing out here? But it happens. Or they study your social media. Like a motherfucker. That's real easy. That's really easy. Real easy. That's why, once again, you know, you got to be careful what you post. I don't, I'm surprised people just have like two, three years worth of shit on, on like, I guess people like to have those memories on Facebook, I think. Like, it's a, it's a memory thing? Yeah, yeah. It lets you know, hey, this day, five years ago, this is what you Ooh, that's doing. a long time. It, it is. But sometimes, the thing is, I look at that stuff and I'll be like, damn, I've been emo for like five years now. <laughs> Straight emo. Straight emo for five years now. And, and the reality of it is, man, you know, like I said, I think it's pretty much insane to think somebody is going to stay one mood all day. It kind of bothers me sometimes when females call themselves bipolar. That's why I had thought about that one day. I was like, eh, you know what grinds my gears? When, <laughs> when females call themselves bipolar just because they happen to, to switch moods periodically through the day. It's like, come on, man. We all know that you deal with some douchebag or, you know, some shit happens. Who's Ned Flanders all day? Just not happening. It's just not reality. So I feel like between 7 a.m. in the morning to 10 p.m., you're po- the possibility of you changing five different moods. Come on, man. That's very likely. Like Depending on the people that you interact with and how, how you feel about those interactions. How the traffic, the environment, the food. Like, everything can change within 45 minutes. You could get some Shipley's, the shit nasty, you pissed off because the donuts were stale. Now you're in this traffic because some dickhead was uh, texting and driving, which in Texas, starting September 1st, texting and driving will be illegal. Ooh, and really? I'm okay with that because, to switch subjects again, I swear I went on lunch break today. It was me and another person on the road, literally, because what my job is, is kind of like a, just a, kind of a, a dead road at times. I'm talking about, have you ever seen somebody driving and you looked at them and you swear like they saw a ghost or they swerved? <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, come on, man. I know for a fact you was just in there texting it and you you almost drove into that ditch and you just had to, you just, you know, you got yeah, shot. Oh, like, shit. Them type of niggas will kill people. And I'm just like, man, everybody texts and drive. Everybody does it. But it's at which speed you choose to do it and at what point in your driving that you choose to you do it. You shouldn't be doing it in rush hour traffic. Man, I see it all the time. I'm, I'm starting to see a lot of girls doing makeup in, in, in the traffic, too, lately. That's starting to be a thing, like, big time. I guess because I'm waking up a little earlier, and I'm starting to notice more. But, boy, makeup, you know, just adjusting things that shouldn't be adjusted. See, my coordination isn't all that great because I can barely eat and drive. If I eat and drive, it has to be something very simple, like a corn dog or chicken nuggets. People will have, like... Tacos and burgers that need two hands and look at their lap when they got out the car. I guarantee it's trash all over their lap. Bro, I don't even. I can't do it. I'm too messy. I can't do it. 
I'm just, I'm clumsy. I just can't do it. Not doing it. Cool thing though, my car doesn't like read my text messages. It'd be like, oh, you got a text message from such and such. Would you like me to read it? Yes, if you wouldn't mind. That is the future. Should be like, you know, do you want me to reply? No, you ain't got to reply. You can just read that. Just read it. Yeah. How you? How did it come out? It came out. It, it came out pretty good. Like mm-hmm. door. Yeah. Yeah. Looks. If the car, the weight of the car feels a little bit different. Seriously. Like I, it just feels different to me. I don't know if it's if you're. I don't, I don't think it feels balanced. Hmm. But I, that just be being. It's probably all in my mind. It's it's all in your mind. Yeah, you know? I mean, very weird. I mean, the car is an extension of me. It really is. You, you know how I feel about this car. The car didn't die though. The car didn't die. <laughs> it took it I took did. a it took a bruise and it came back tougher. Bro, my car was probably like unlike you. You came back living by was like <sighs> weak than a bitch. Bro, my mom called me. She's like, you know, I'm called to check on you. I was eighty percent getting like, just come take care of me. Damn. Just go take care of me. It makes sense though. That's why some dudes just have to have a girlfriend, and that's just that's why some females just have to have a man. And it's not even like I would need you to come take care of me. I just need you to be here. It is like you. What are you gonna do? Heat me up some soup. That's about all you can do for me. But it's just the the thought of having that caregiver there. And I then I broke this down because I I turn into a huge baby when I'm sick. Anytime I'm I'm really sick. I turn into a huge baby. And so, like, it's the thought of having that caregiver there, just that, that that female attention. Like, it's not like, oh, I need you to do my laundry and do all. I did ask her if she could go pick up my dry cleaning, though. I needed, needed that to happen. Wow. Of course, my mother lives like an hour and a half away. She's not coming pick up my dry cleaning. I'm glad she isn't. Mama Brooks no better than that. She's a jerk. Anyways. Wow. <laughs> but it's just listening. it's just like having that, that, that female there to take care of you is, is just a feeling that... that us grown men when we become babies need. Oh, definitely. We're lazy pieces of shit. Uh, sometimes, you know, like like you said, niggas ain't shit. Well, niggas ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit at all. But back to what I was saying though, like people that, because I've I've noticed that people. That's one reason for sure. People long for that companionship is of need. And like, because I, I always look at people that are like serial daters. And I know we talked about this before, but I definitely think people that are serial daters that never can go two or three months of being single. Like, I feel like those people, they tend to usually be a lot more selfish. But those people tend to be pretty much always in need in people that don't have that desire to take care of themselves at all because they look at everybody else as a possibility or an extension of themselves that should be helping them. Like, look at that good-looking girl right there. She should be cooking me breakfast. Like, really? <laughs> That's the only value she can bring to you right now? And, and, in all honesty, I, I realized that with a lot of serial daters that they tend to be like that. It's just all about, I need that person in my life to give me attention. I need that person in my life to possibly cook for me. I need that person in my life to take cute pictures with me. It's never usually, I need that person in my life so I can give them me. You know, it's literally all about them. Because when it's all said and done, I mean... Why jump from person to person? I, th- I think I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it's about attention. Like, you need that attention. When people get out of stuff, it's like, okay, I don't have this attention anymore. That you're, especially the attention that you're used to. The attention that you're used to. And I think more, with, more so with women than men, it becomes an insecurity for them. Like, this man didn't want me. Now I need to see if I even want a bull. So then you you're out there and you're you're flexed up on on all social media or whatever and just just to get these attention from from your fans because you know it's all there's always a guy there's always a guy there's somewhere there's always a guy there's always a girl he waiting in the wing waiting and so as soon as you you hit them with the hey big head you know it's they, a wrap they out there for you yeah they waiting they've been waiting They're sitting patiently in the waiting on this and, and, damn y'all still together y'all you ain't posting no pictures of them and then they need that validation. Yep. You know how I feel about that validation from the from the digital world. Like, y'all, the validation from the digital world is, is hilarious because well, I've been on Snapchat and I hear some of the funniest bad date stories. I think the other day a female told me that, well, she didn't tell me, she told Snapchat. <laughs> but you were there. You were I was there. there. I was there. I was a listener. I ain't gonna lie. And, and usually, a lot of times, I'll, I'll just breeze over people's snaps because I know a lot of it is just them singing and shit. But I, I knew this person was talking. That's all my snap is just me singing. 
I've noticed. Uh, so I seen this person talking, and they was like, yeah, you know, I don't really like dating, but, you know, this guy, you know, he kept sliding my DMs, kept hitting me up. So, you know, I became optimistic, and I gave him a chance. And um, so, you know, everything was cool. The, the attraction was there. But then, you know, I let him choose the restaurant, blah, blah. And then, you know, we go out to eat. And then we eat. We had decent conversation. Then the, then the check comes, and he's looking at me like, I ain't paying for this. It's too expensive. And she's like, nigga, I ain't tell you to choose Papa Do's. And I'm like, hold on. Hold wait, on. wait, 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 wait. Papa Do's is too expensive. I don't eat Papa Do's. I would, I would think it's just like Papa Cito's. I would think it's about like Popsitos as well, but dinner for two is probably 50, 60 bucks. If you plan for it, it shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be a problem because if I pick this place, I should be able to afford this place. I would think, I would think, I'm just assuming that if I chose a place, I can afford it. Like what people do, right? That's, I, I think that's, that fooled me. Let me, t- I'm going to tell you this off air, but remind me to tell you about one of my favorite cheap date places. Okay, okay. You don't want to get a game on? No, not this game. Not this game. This Dang, is my game. Up, this is my game right here. This is my game right no here. Boundaries. Yeah, well, we've hit a roadblock. <laughs> we've we found a boundary somewhere. Look, look, but you yeah, know. when I heard that story, I'm like, fuck, like, that's that's kind of creepy, and sort of, and it's messed that's up. That's extortion. Really? And I'm like, what did this dude expect to get? You know, like, like why? Or did you just reach the point where it's like, yeah, this date isn't going nowhere. And then he just wanted to bail out. Like, yeah, I'm not paying for this. I that is a good one, huh? He might have taught me something. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, if you know you're not interested in this person that's in front of you, now you have a gateway out. You like, oh, this nigga cheap. I ain't mess with this cheap nigga. Perfect, cool. I am. Yeah, I don't have to be the asshole. <laughs> nah, I don't have to be the asshole. Yeah, you, you know, I'm just cheap. Yeah, I'm just and, it, and it was funny. And um, I mean, to me, you got to take that L. Like, oh, all right, you know, I went on this date. This date isn't going the way I want to. All right, boom. You got a free meal. I got a, I got to find out this isn't what I want. But why Papa does, though? I mean, like, I mean, I kind of. You got to be a little impressive, don't you think? But but we've, I've talked about this before. I always say a lot of times if you're going on a first date, go somewhere that is going to highlight your strong points, highlight your strengths. Like, Going to Papa Do's, knowing you can't afford Papa Do's, is only going to make you look weak when it comes out that you can't afford Papa Do's. So why not just go bowling if you're a good bowler? Or go golfing if you're a good golfer? Or shit, you know, just do something that is going to lead to you having a healthy night. And, and at the end of the day, it did Papa Do's, that $56 you've been to Papa Do's, you could have just literally just got some finger foods at a bar and chopped it up on a bunch of drinks. Easily. You know, and and more than likely, except I went to Papa Steak one time for drinks. That was that was the worst idea ever. Really, they don't have a, a happy hour or something. If it if they do, it wasn't happy that hour I was there. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't nothing happy about that bill when it came out. I can only imagine. You ever you ever thought you were gonna pay with one card and the bill get there? He's like, oh yeah, let me get this other one. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, let me get this yeah. other one. Nah, yeah. 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 That was that was that was Vegas the first night. I got out there. I was like, I I needed I needed I needed Ed to you know stay with me so he could you know have a good time. That that first that first round like twenty eight dollars. I'm like, what the fuck is it twenty eight dollars for? I got two drinks like literally fourteen bucks a drink. Come on, man, that's ridiculous. Because E forty was in the building. Oh man, get out of here. E forty ain't buying my drinks. <laughs> Shit, you know what I'm saying? Should have asked, bro. That party bus was so. I tried, I, that's one thing I did. I did state. I was like, those party buses are, they, you know, they usually just the promoter trying to get money, man. I mean, who knows how much that bus is? Get the hustle. They probably own that bus. Oh yeah, you definitely got to own that bus. So well, that's what I was looking at it at first, and I was like, yeah, you probably dropped maybe five, six see, on the see on the red o. Two nights on the road. It was kind of pointless. That two nights in a row, yeah. Uh, I'm glad we decided to cancel the bus for Saturday during the day because that would have just been ridiculous. Like the whole time you spent on he the bus. Just, he should have just did Saturday day and Saturday night and just not did Friday night. Yeah. That was ridiculous. But anyways, yeah, $28 for a round. Usually $28 for a round gets you three or four drinks. But you would hope so. Yeah, well, in yeah. Texas it does. Yeah, you know. That's, I would, you know, I wouldn't mind talking about Texas nightlife. One thing about Texas nightlife that makes me laugh is I was, I was listening to the radio the other day and they were saying, I think they were saying like, Houston, Texas was in the top 10 of places to come. And it was, talk, I'm talking about top 10, like, worldwide. And I'm like, To come and do what? That's what I said. I'm like, what is there here? Like, and I'm, once again, we are in Houston, Texas, if you didn't know that. And um, 
I'm not a native or anything, but I've been out here long enough to know that if you're coming to Houston, Texas to have a good time, you better have your, your money on you. If you're a male, if you're, I mean, if you're a female, you probably get by like you can in most You, you know, can probably get, get by with 40 bucks. Yeah, you know, but in this city, and the majority, the majority of that's going to be parking. Come on, man. Like, in this city, before you get out the car, you've already spent 25 bucks. Easily. You know, and you're not going to a concert. So, like, and I really don't think this is really, even though to a degree this is a concert-friendly city, like, you, you could have some dope concerts out here. But even then, concerts out here, I don't. I feel like a lot of artists skip over Houston a lot. Like I'll look up and I'm like, man, this artist ain't been to Houston in like two years. And it'd be a lot of the artists that you really don't care for that come to Houston. You know, like it feels like in the East Coast or uh, or like in Cali or whatever, they get a, pretty much every artist. But us, we get we get skipped over quite often, man. I wouldn't say that. Shit, it feels I, like it. I, I think it depends on, on what kind of tour is happening. Like, you mm-hmm. know, artists will do that that smaller venue tour and then come back on an arena tour. And it's not promoted that heavily then. No, Because no. I've, seen, I've seen people slide through here and go to certain arenas here that I never even heard of. Like, I just started hearing about Revention. Oh, yeah. And I didn't hear about Revention until Kid Cudi went that time. And I'm like, damn, like, I didn't like I didn't know what the fuck that was. See, I seen Sean and Chance there. See, I ain't no shit about Revention. Yeah. I mean, even though I'm not much of a concert goer, I just still feel like, from what I've seen, unless you're just following these people like that, which I guess... That's probably why I don't follow a lot of these people, but I just kind of I just kind of think that when Beyonce came, it was such a big deal. I just feel like if it's a big tour coming, then you're just gonna hear about it. Uh, I mean, yeah, when your big names come, of course, but like for those backpack people that that are the which are the ones I usually probably want to listen to. I don't they're, mean they're, no they're gonna end up at Warehouse Live. They're and I wouldn't even know House of Blues, or they'll end up at Revention or Arena. Arena, oh, I think a lot of the old acts just end up at Arena. Oh, really? Yeah, Jeezy ended up there one time. And it was just kind of made no sense, but I was there, and it was a lot. And I like, I like, yes, I was there. <laughs> I like Arena because it's intimate. Oh, like really? it's not, there's not a bad seat in Arena, and the stage revolves, so you get that FaceTime. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I, I, I'd have to disagree with you on that. I think that's fine. I, think I just, I, I made, I made. I'm, I just may overlook it because I've I know for a fact that I'll be looking like damn when this artist gonna come like Janae Aiko I just feel like she hasn't been here in a long time maybe she has maybe I just missed it mm-hmm. um, I feel like when Big Sean came last time it was a minute before he came before that I mean shit last time I know Kid Cudi was here was it's been at least it's been a year yeah yeah because I, I think the last time I I know for a fact Big Sean was in Houston was like 2011 golly like 50 Cent when was the last time he was out here. What was the last time Fitz in anywhere? I'm just saying. I know he went somewhere. Shit, he be doing shit on his Instagram. He doing something. He, he, he ain't money. coming here. No, he's not coming here. When the last time Jay was out here? Or Beyonce? On the run. 2015. Come on, man. That's two years. He hasn't done nothing. Shit, he, he, he doing something because he was on somebody's stage the other day. He hasn't done anything. He was on somebody's stage to- the other day. I, to- I told you. You see, he's, he's, he's doing um, Austin City Limits. He's doing the Made in America. So is he coming to Houston, though? He's... I'm feeling the album finna drop. He coming to Texas, but he ain't coming to Houston, though. I'm not. Wait, I'm waiting on the tour. I'm feeling the album's gonna drop sometime this year. Probably get a tour early next year. So that's year. when the musicians come here. That's when, when it's a, when it's a only, tour. Only when they only only when they drop. Okay. I don't. I mean, hell, you really can't. Oh, some of them can tour off their old shit. See, Drake can come out here anytime he wants to. Drake, because he thinks he owns the city. But when last time Drake was out here? Drake was out here a couple weeks ago, but didn't perform. I think he was out here in September. It was it was like was it September last year where Drake came and Kanye came? It's like every Beyonce had came that second time. It seemed like in a span of like two weeks, a lot of big names yeah, like right. hit the city up. But now nah, Drake was out here like about a couple weeks ago though. Just he was just out here, just and like yeah, of signing some contract to extend his life. That nigga should be he should be dead by now. Like, seriously. Speaking of speaking of people who are gonna fuck around and end up dead. Mm-hmm. Kathy Griffin's gonna fuck around and end up dead. And Comey gonna end up dead too. Comey gonna end up dead. Kathy Griffin's gonna Kathy Griffin's gonna be trying to play the victim and gonna fuck around. She can't play dead. the victim. She's been a bully too long. I never even I, I never How do even you be knew? a bully for so long and then say, Oh well, he's bullying me because he has the secret service look it up. Bitch, you held up a bloody head yeah, like, representation of him. Like, do you hate Trump that much? Of course the Secret Service is gonna be looking at You're you. You're a celebrity. 
Like if that would if you held that up of me and I'm just like wait that remotely looks like no y'all gotta call y'all gotta check on Kathy she tripping she tripping like people like comparing uh, the the hangings and shit I'm like these are just regular average citizens that are stupid you you would look at this these people like oh they're just regular average people they're dumb Americans but then you see somebody like Kathy Griffin you're like okay she's a successful person she has a lot on the line she has a lot to lose but yeah. she holds up a beheaded. Donald Trump. Yeah, well, that doesn't I'm, make sense. To I'm me. a comedian and stuff. It wasn't even funny. To it me. wasn't funny at That's all. Like not funny I was just I saw that and I just kept scrolling, bro. Like I swear to God on everything I love, bro. When I see stupidity now, my fingers just be moving, bro. <laughs> I don't got time for that no more. I'll be like, dog, like, really? Seriously? Like, what is that mess what is that message to send? See, that's the thing that's the thing that bothers me about the times now and how shit was like in the fifties and sixties and the seventies. I feel like even with the black power movements, there was so much creativity behind them. And I guess, you know, people are striving to be original now, and it, it, it takes away from whatever they want to do. But at the same time, sometimes it's not about being so original and crafty. Just do the simple, honest thing that makes sense, and it touches everybody. Mm-hmm. But you're sitting here holding a beheaded Donald Trump. What does that mean? That's not, that's that, that doesn't mean you want to impeach him. That doesn't mean that, that you think that he's technically doing bad in the overalls, that just means you hate him. Why? I've seen, and you have pictures of him with you, y'all kicking it. You didn't know his political views then? That's what bothered like, y'all just act and, like, and that's a lot. Like, when he was, like when he was just Trump celebrity just, Donald Trump, everybody, every, fucked, everybody with fucked with him. You, so you didn't know his political views then? You ain't know his political views then? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he cool to hang out with, but he ain't cool to be my president. Why not? Why not? Why are you hanging? Now, now you question his character. You question his character when he was cutting you checks. You know, I'm sure Kathy Griffin got a Donald Trump check. She probably has. Snoop got a Donald Trump you check. Oh yes. Like who else was on the Apprentice? Y'all got Donald Trump Qu- checks. Quite a few people, man. Quite a few people. Even when he was raving on about uh, Obama's birth certificate, whatever. I mean, that shit just was like just Donald Trump being Donald Trump. People laughed at that. Yeah. You know, but nobody the the word racist never was thrown around. The word bigot was never thrown around. You know, but. People get so mad at Donald Trump being in office with him being the the grab grab your p- pussy president or whatever, and I, I kind of laugh at the fact that you understand something. The majority of your citizens that you walk around with on a day to day basis thought that that was okay, and that's why he got elected. Like they was okay with that. That says a lot the, about worse you. The, worse than that, the majority of people you walk around next to probably know some more shit. Hell yeah. Probably done some more Hell shit. Hell yeah. That's why I be laughing. Like, you know, you, you point a finger, you know what I'm saying? You point a finger at me. Yeah, you got three this point man pointing back Like, at come you. on, man. Like, yeah, Donald Trump is a piece of shit, but I tell you niggas all the time, I'm a piece of shit too. <laughs> I'm just going to show you enough good stuff uh, to know, get what I want out of it. And he, he don't even do that. And he still got to where he got to. Hey. It is what it is. But I mean, shit. But yeah, Kathy Griffin playing the victim card. It's not I mean, working. It's not gonna work. I mean, all that, that we, was to me that was a threat on that man's life. And yeah, should, for what? He should, char- should press charges. For on what? You. you don't like you don't like somebody, so you cut their head off. You laugh about it, talk about oh, they're gonna come after me for this. Like, so it's not even about the message anymore. It's just about the attention. Yeah, that's and it. you know we live in an attention whoring society where people are just doing stuff just to be seen. There is no message behind it. There is no substantial content behind it. So you just feel like. Let me do this so I can be seen and just get a rise out of everybody. Okay. You got a rise out of everybody. You lost your job. You look stupid. Now you look what? dumb. Now what? You had a locked in gig, New Year's Eve. Now you're now you're over crying. I never watched it. But I watched it last year and I just thought it was very bad. Well, I guess last year. And wasn't she year. like giving giving Anderson Cooper head or some shit like that, I heard? No, she was just harassing him for like uh, I heard it, she it, did that though. I heard she really did that though. She gave him like she was fake giving him head on, on air. But Anderson Cooper's game, so it's like, I know. I don't know. She was just over the top and made no sense. And it's like, and I'm, I don't see how you pair her, Jenny McCarthy, and Anderson Cooper. Like to me, Anderson Cooper's sophistication, and then you got these two clowns, clowns just out here. Uh, Anderson, he's like, I'd just be glad when this is over. What time we shutting down? One bit. I'm, I'm out of here. And you notice that there are these two movies that's coming out that are pretty similar to each other. One has black women in it. One has white women in it. Uh, one has Jada Piggy, Queen Latifah, and I think it's called Girls' Night? Good Girl. Some shit. I think it's called Good Girl. And then the white one is Scarlett Johansson, Zoe, Evitz, and some other ones. And it's like, it's rated R, and it's supposed to be like real over the top. And it's like similar. Like they, I know one of them, 
was I think it's called prom night or some shit. But anyways, a rough night. Anyways, funny to me. I mean, they're not coming out of similar weeks, but it's the same summer, and it's it seems like. For me, it's weird because it's just like, okay, you have this black, these group of black women that are pretty much going to go out and do a bunch of raunchy shit that is, quote unquote, pretty much not very womanly. And then you have these group of white women that's going to do the same thing. And I just kind of feel like, in my mind, I'm like waiting for the, wait, I'm waiting for the race war to start. Because mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it's it's ironic. You know, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching, but maybe we'll see. But I think the rated R one. Look. I'm not going to see because I'm probably not going to watch either one of them. I'm not going to watch either one of them. Of course not. But um, I wonder if it's going to start a race debate again. And I and I kind of feel like Hollywood is enjoying that. Hollywood's thrived off that for years now. Yeah, they really have. They really have. But I think I think one is called, like, the Bad Girls. I think, I think it's think called, called Good Girl or something like that. No, yeah. No. I, I seen the preview, though. I know which, which one you're talking I just, about. I just wonder, I just wonder what, the, uh, what the goal is with... Um, the like the raunchiness. What was that one uh, with Jennifer Anderson and them and Malakunas? I think it was called like Bad Moms. It's like what's the what's the need for 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 us to see women in that? Oh no, I thought Bad Moms was a really good movie though. I haven't seen. It. I, I'm not. Gonna, I, I, I thought think. it was pretty good. I laughed the whole entire movie. No, I'm, I'm, I'm and, not I mean, was it funny? That was that was raunchiness in there. But it's, it's kind of like you have that one friend. Basically, that's that's that was a kind of tones it down. T- no, you have that one friend that's just all raunchy. Oh, okay. That's 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 basically. Well, Christina Applegate was in that movie, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, so it just really just feels like recycled garbage. Then, if, at to a point, I mean, like I said, I ain't saying the movie. I mean, that's bad. what that's what that's what we're getting in most movies right now is a bunch of recycled. Yeah, garbage. technically, technically, huh? yeah. And you said you liked Wonder Woman, right? I, I did like Wonder Woman. I, I will probably still. I've watched the bootleg twice, and I'll mm-hmm. probably still go see it in theaters. Okay, and I purposely did that to segue into the fact that she she's a positive image, and she's pretty successful. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I do like about I've been like reading the press clippings and everything's, um, I do like that she's been wearing flats on the red carpet. Hmm. Like she's been she's taking that stereotypical women need to be pushed up and trophied up, BM heels and everything. She just chill. She's just chill. She's I don't been, know shit about this. She's woman. been wearing flats. She's like, look, heels are nice. I love my ha- heels and everything, but she just the had back, a baby. the back spasms, the all this other stuff, it's not healthy for me. I'm doing a lot of studying. I'm out here in my flats. Really? Is she really be out there training too? You know what I'm saying? Like, even though she had a lot of stunt double going on in there, but she really was out there training. She was, she, you know, she wielded the sword. She actually wore the armor. So, you know, she, she, to me, that's, I like seeing that. Like, you can still be a good, strong, positive female lead and be successful. You ain't got to be an asshat. No, you know it's, it's not necessary. I mean, and I, and I really feel like, and, and I don't think her costume was over sexualized. No, of course not. Like, but you know, in the fifties, they claimed that it was. That's why, well, you know, it was different back then. But like, no, was it the fifties or the thirties when it? Well, she, no, she was going in the forties. But yeah, when they first tried to do the one with Linda Carter, mm-hmm. I think they were like trying to stop. They banned it, in, and I think where she's from, because she's from Israel, right? Yeah, she's from Israel, and I know they banned it in her country at the time. It was like. It was too raunchy. Like her, her but even, even if you do look back at the old Linda Carter, like you get in the in that time, her boobs were perched up. Yeah, yeah in that time, she was definitely over sexualized. Definitely, and I like, I would hope that as a society, we've come to, I, I guess you can tell by the numbers that the movie's done for those who paid to see it, uh, we've come to a time where you can have a good solid woman lead movie. Hunger Games and proved it's that not over sexualized. Yeah, Hunger Games proved that. I thought, and, you, and you I think th- so. And I and I really think you know as far as acting goes, uh, I like Gal Gadot a lot better because I don't I don't look at her and see overrated. A lot of times when I looked at Jennifer Lawrence, I saw overrated. Yeah. A lot of times uh, in uh, you know how I, I, I see that with Scarlett Johansson a lot too. She ain't won no fucking Oscar though, bro. Damn, this is Just saying. It's true. You know, so her her overrated ain't got her that far. <laughs> you know, but like like Gal Gadot, I really I really like I said, man, I know the character. And I and I really enjoyed the way she portrayed the character, and um and like I said like I put on the uh, the the Instagram I was like as far as origin stories go I go Captain America, Thor, Wonder Woman, you have uh, Wolverine origin like even uh, Batman Begins and and Man of Steel, I'd, I'd have to say Wonder Woman is easily in the top three if not number one. Like, Better I than have, Iron Man origin. I feel like you didn't. I feel like yeah. Yeah, I, I felt like it was a horrible movie. I felt like Iron Man was just was just 
it started a lot. Like the Spider Man was there, but I felt like Iron Man came, and that's kind of the hero you kind of were hoping for because I mean you got the asshole. Like that's pretty much it. But when you really think about it. As, as the Iron Man trilogy went along, you learn more and more about Iron Man. I don't really feel like you actually got a genuine origin story. I mean, you did, but you just did. You didn't. Really, he was he was like an asshole from the jump. Yeah, you really didn't. Exactly, like you never you didn't see his relationship with his father until Civil Civil War. Right. Like, and if you really know about Iron Man, the Tony Stark character, you know the the the. How do I say the the jealousy and the hate he has for Captain America stems from his father loving Captain America so much? But you didn't get that from from the first one because you know why? You really still don't have it. Exactly, because from the first one, I don't really think that they thought this universe was even gonna get that big. It was all about we just we just rolling out there and seeing where it goes. So to me, I really I really don't feel like they the first true origin story that we got out of this universe pilot was Captain America because once Captain America came they were like okay we're gonna start expanding this universe now and Captain America to me that's why I say to me Wonder Woman was Captain America on steroids because you were able to take it back to the World War One, World War Two era and see Wonder Woman in her original state and it just it just you saw where she comes from and once again I just hate the fact that was Man of Steel Batman v Superman than Wonder Woman. I really feel like Wonder Woman should have came after Man of Steel. And I feel like Batman v Superman should have like changed some elements to where when you saw Wonder Woman, it just wasn't like... Because when you start seeing Wonder Woman in the trailers, it was all people kept saying was... Why, like, why we got three superheroes in this movie? Like, why? Yeah, this is, is so Batman versus on? Superman. You know, it was. But just, here we we even have Wonder we Woman even on have the cover. Wonder Woman. So why is she even here? And she was only in the movie for like like eleven minutes. So once again. The DCEU, I still I feel like they're, as far as origin stories go, and, and even Batman Begins wasn't even a part of the DCEU, but as far as origin stories go in the DC comic world, I think that you have to get that story in order to fall in love with the character. For Wonder Woman, yes. Batman and Superman, no. At the, we're old. We yeah. know his origins. Yeah. Like, Peter Parker, we're not going to need that Spider-Man origin again. No. Please, please stop killing Uncle Ben. <laughs> stop. They killed so many iterations of Uncle Ben that it's ridiculous. Bruh. It's not necessary. So, yeah, you know. But Spider-Man, I actually heard this on, on the Nice Guys cast. Like, they were saying, if you could probably just pick that up and just act like, you know, all right, we just got new characters. Like they did right. with Batman? Yeah, just pick it up and go. Like, you, I think you could actually you could have and be you fine. Have. Just pick it up and go. You could have, but hey, they want to start over. They want to mention it to the Avengers. And I know you're a big Iron Man fan, but I honestly feel like this is going to be like KD to the to the Golden State Warriors. It's like, I feel like Tom Holland's Peter Parker is going to get overshadowed by Jay's Iron Man. And it's going to be like, I, I think so too. you're just going to, you, you, you're literally looking. It, it, it hurts me because like Spider-Man and Flash are my favorite superheroes. And I hate to see Spider-Man be somewhat in my mind belittled to the personality of Tony Stark because you didn't get that in the in the uh in the show. You didn't get that in the comic book. I don't know where they got that from. I but didn't I, I didn't even know they had interactions. It wasn't that heavy, but the Flash and Batman, the Batman always respected the Flash because he's always looked at the Flash like a Boy Scout. If you ever pay attention, like Flash is one he of the Flash doesn't kill anybody. He does exactly, but everybody else don't give a fuck. <laughs> Green Lantern don't give a fuck. Wonder Woman clearly doesn't give a fuck. Like, you can't tell Wonder them Woman people. Will run through your ass. And I think that's why a lot of people don't like DCU because once again, you know, Superman even killed and Batman kills. So you're never really gonna have that conflict like you should have. Like that's actually a genuine conflict that is had in the DCU. Just and like with Marvel. A lot of times you're going to war with aliens and space creatures, True. and you don't you don't have that human bond with those people. To me, right now, I really feel like the best thing to to happen to Marvel in years is Daredevil. I really feel like he's literally the best thing to happen to Marvel in years, and I don't think the Defenders is going to be that great. But um, I think of it, I think I think as good as Daredevil's doing, he might slip up and be in Infinity Wars. Don't be surprised, bro. Because I think that, I mean, shit, number one TV show on Netflix, like you said, you thought Orange is the New Black was it. I thought it was going to be at least House of Cards. Even my mama loved that show. But that's enough nerd talk for now. Yeah, we kind of kind of spazzed out a little bit. Hey, we ain't been here how long? Two years? I don't know. Before, before death? <laughs> exactly. 
But yeah, shit, uh, where we at? Oh, then we've been talking for quite a minute, man. Yeah, you want to you want to wrap it up? Uh, it's up to you, man. Wrap it up. I ain't got nothing to do. I don't have nothing else. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Here. Let's see. Uh, I really wish I could have figured out that fucking word that I was trying to say. I hate when I can't figure out certain words. Well, you know that's just life. Um, that's fucked up. I like your support. Yeah, well, you know I'm here for the cause. How's that little challenge you're doing going? I've been I've been seeing it. You've been. I, I, I dropped I dropped one day. But other than that, I'm standing on you top of it. You dropped one day? I, mean, Damn, I missed a day. I did miss. It was like it was like yesterday, day before yesterday. I missed. Really? Okay. It was the day that I came home from work and hey. I just went to sleep. Okay. And I slept sense. for like eleven hours. I guess you get a pass for that. Still trying to recover, but I, I I'm, I'm about there now. So I missed it. But other than that, I'm keeping up and I'm I'm putting some detail to the to my song choices and how they affect me emotionally and why I chose that song, especially and also with a little history of that song. I'm actually enjoying it. Okay, okay. Hey, you know what I did realize when I was uh, flying back? I was like, man, like, every time I, I, we're on a plane and they do that little, um, the procedure, like how shit, you know, the falling yeah. gas mask. And I'm like, man, you know, this kind of sucks because, like, I understand that, you know, it's one in a million that the plane is going to crash. But it's like, as a person that's getting on these planes, especially the, the flight crew, it's almost like they're, like, martyrs to a extent. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, you know... This hoe might go down, but, you know, this is what I get paid for. And that shit sucks. I'm sitting there, like, I'm looking at them, I'm like, man, it kind of sucks that you... You're, you're lucky you put your life up. on the line. Yeah, like, you signed up for this shit. Like, you literally have to... You, you Every time you get on this plane, you're taking a chance. Like, there are a lot of jobs out there like that. I mean, no. there's, there's, there's enough jobs out there like that. Police officers and shit. But with this one, like, you're just literally just getting on your plane, just doing your job, and it's like, I signed up to die thing that gets me is I like to sit in the exit row and you know they have you do to, that's terrible I'm six foot three fuck that shit I'm not gonna be crunched I'm not gonna be scrunched up for three and a half hours I'm gonna sit in the exit row I'll pay I'll pay an extra hundred bucks to sit in the extra row I can't take that responsibility you know why I take that responsibility because I'll give you a damn good demonstration how to get off this <laughs> Oh, you just gonna say fuck I won't give you my damn. What you gonna do? Arrest me afterwards? <laughs> Bet. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I'm, I'm gonna go to court and say, Your Honor, to help people get off the most efficient way, I demonstrated how to get off the plane. And that I was, popped the door open and I, and I went it. out. <laughs> they should have followed my lead. People just gonna be looking to. But it's funny because on the flight that I was on, like each time they would be like, you know, does anybody want to volunteer to take the exit row? And, like, you know, people just looked around and was like, yeah, I'll take it. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> don't even ask me. I am not taking that responsibility. I'm not. I'm in that exit row. I'm not. That's a lot of responsibility, man. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I, clearly, because you be, don't give a damn. It might be my calling. I might end up you saving some exit, lives. You took exit row both times? Yeah. How did you feel about that layover, man? It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad? No, nah, we got food. Sat down, got food. Took some Tylenol, took a nap. The Tylenol definitely didn't help. Didn't help at all. Mm-mm. At all. Mm-mm. And then from in Vegas, my lips were so dry. Man, we so gotta, gotta keep chapstick. Gotta keep chapstick. That climate must have fucked you up. Cause Denver, their altitude is ridiculous. That my might, brother stayed there, so I, you know. That might have been a little rough too. And then we the the bartender he was like, Oh, y'all should go to a dispensary. It's like, look, we ain't got that kind of time. B. I thought you had four hours. We had four hours, but by the time we got down to, to eat someplace, it was like, all right, we got probably... Was y'all stay in the airport to eat? Yeah, we just stayed in the airport to eat. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. And, you know, we don't know our way around Denver to know how far the airport is from, like... That's true. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. It was all right. Vegas was all right. I'm all right. What's the next trip that you're going on? Going to hell. That's where I'm going. I'm pretty sure you were there last going week. Going to hell. You definitely were there last week. I don't know. I don't know. I might, I might go to Arizona. Think hmm. about going to Arizona. Wow. Well, if you take that West Coast trip, let me know. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna go on my first cruise in October. Okay. Actually, supposed to be playing that tomorrow officially. Um, don't know how I feel about that yet, but to just you know be on the water. Mm-hmm. Hope I don't get motion sickness. Get an exit, bro. On a boat? I'm not jumping into the water. <laughs> At that all. Hole, just, that hole going down with me. We're going, we're going down together. Fuck that. If I'm not rescued by the time this goes yeah. down, then, you know. These lifeboats, it, it better it better be warm out there. Cause <laughs> I'm not finna be on a refrigerator. No, bro. No. Was it a refrigerator or a... A door. It was just a just door? Just a door. 
She hold it, boy. She did. That door was big enough for that the door both of them. That door could have held both of them. We could have. You could have sat on one side. I could have sat on the other. We could have balanced that door out. We could. That is not love. She ain't fuck with Jack like like. like no, nah, she didn't. She, she didn't. Jack was poor. Yeah, you want you gonna do a poor ass Jack? Nothing. Nothing. Came to the new world and been a beggar. Jack would have came to the new world, took you to Papa Do's, and then made you pay. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck, fuck boy. Jack. <laughs> fuck boy Jack. Fucking Jack. <laughs> But yeah, man, uh, you got some words of advice or something, man? My words of advice is um, y'all need to stop lying because uh, I get tired of see people talk, posting that shit about, um, make you know, you should treat the janitor how you treat the CEO of the company. You know what I'm talking about, right? You know how they say, it's, I think it's a picture of Obama and he's like shaking the janitor's hand. He's like, yeah, this is how you're supposed to be, you know, treat, treat the janitor how you treat the seat. Shut the fuck up because y'all know good and damn well y'all are not treating the janitor like that. All right? I actually listen. talk to the janitor. Listen, I, listen. Like, I have conversations with listen. the janitor. I talk to the janitor like a human. That's listen. what I do. Not like the CEO, but I talk. That's hey, what I'm what's, saying. What's up, bro? That's, How's it going? So you how, know? You t- how, you talk to the, how you talk to the CEO? Sir. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. It's just, it is what it is, you know? And I just feel like, you know, like, I like people have that mindset and they put that philosophy in place. But, like, my whole thing, my whole stint right now is, you know, like, stop stop lying. Like, you know, accept the fact that, you know... You, There's levels to this. It is, it's levels. Like, you do treat people the way you see them. And you see a janitor and you know he's a janitor, you're going to treat him like an average Joe. When you see the CEO of the company, you, you walk, you, you, you talk difference. I mean, your talk differs, and your 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 walk changes. Like, you you know when you're dealing with a million, you know when you're dealing with a couple couple thousand. Like, and just accept that, and that's okay. And if you're not willing to accept that, that's the real problem. That's all I have. And I appreciate you for that. Man, it really grinds my gears. That's all the reason I brought it up. My words of advice are: if you're not gonna let go of the old, then don't look for new opportunities. And that's simple. That's just simply saying that if you're still holding on to some old stuff, then don't be trying to bring something new into the fold because you're just gonna mess up that new thing. Make sure you're done with your old before you try to do anything new. That's that that that's what goes along with the serial dating shit because a lot of serial daters do that. Like you jumping from person to person, and you know you're still longing for that last thing, and it's just it's what you're messing with right now. It's not even that real. If you want that last thing, go with that last thing. Go at that last Or thing. let that shit go. Or let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Well, we're back. Never left. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?